Hello and welcome to Wim- <laughs> Can't win. Alright, one more. Hello and welcome to with that being said, uh Mixtape Madness Podcast. Gonna be doing a weekly roundup, chatting about music, culture, sport, anything which is topical. Um, how are you guys? What you guys been up to? What have we been up to? Um it's been a busy week. I've um I've had an early morning, I've trekked two hours from Brighton just to uh, join my um, my podcast crew. <laughs> um, Website team, we're just slandering turtles outside as well. No, nah, <laughs> we're not talking about this. We're not talking about the turtles. <laughs> that's, 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 that's for another Joe day. Joe is the turtle rep. Joe is the turtle rep. Tortoise, tortoise. Well, I don't mind, don't mind a turtle. Fun fact about Joe, he's got a, um, a turtle. Was it a tortoise? tortoise? He's got a tortoise tattooed. Um, on his right wrist. Yeah. Right wrist. Oh, we know a lot about it. Um, <laughs> I documented it, innit? <laughs> I studied. <laughs> um, what have you been up to, Jesse? Love, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Tough to pin down. Collaboration. We just keep it short and snappy. Life. Life. And Hibba. Same. I'm just knackered right now. Mm-hmm. That's I've got my laptop. Quite busy. Has anyone been to anything recently? Gigs wise. We know you have jurors, so if you want to enlighten <laughs> us about the Sanford show. Yeah, I went to Sanford last week. Um, it was actually sick. It was at um, Hackney Church. Um, and he like performed. You went before, no? I went before. I went uh, for his warm-up shows when he first played some of the stuff on his album earlier on in the year. I think that was um, in June. Um, I mean, it kind of goes into what we're going to talk about first, really, which is his first album. Um his new album, not his first album. I was gonna say, <laughs> is that his first album? Yeah, like, no, it's not his first album. His new album, that's what I meant to say. Um, I think Joe's probably best place to talk on that first, having heard it all live. So yeah, it wasn't, it, he only played like, so he performed in the round as well. So like, um, he was like in the middle of the stage and then everyone else was like round him. Um, I thought it was really cool. And then he also had his band out, Stormzy came out as well, performed. Oh, really? um, but yeah, it was sick. It's but um, the song from Stormzy's last album. Oh, okay. I was thinking he's not any What was the capacity of that venue? I don't know. It wasn't actually that busy. I'd probably say like a thousand, maybe. I but I, 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 I so it's at Hackney Church. I got there, like walked down this road, and then like I can't hear any music, and then I hear like a little bit of music. And I go in, and I'm like, yeah, Joe Simpson guest list, blah blah blah. Walk in. And then, like, it's just full of, like, Love Island people. Bro, you know and what? I'm like, and I'm like, what is going on? They're all, like, dressed up. And then I walk through the fucking Jack Wills party. I'm like, why have you let me in? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was late. I had to, like, get an Uber quickly to Sampa. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, oh yeah, I was, like, I was checked in. And they were like, yeah, cool, come in. I was like, what, what is going on? What's it? There must have been another Joe Simpson on yeah, the list. Maybe, maybe I took his clothes. <laughs> um, but yeah, the show is actually sick. And then his album's come out today, La High, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, I was impressed by it. I listened to it um, on the way here. It's a lot. Um, it's a lot more like ambitious, I'd say, than his previous stuff. Like in terms of like production and like instrumental stuff, I think he goes a lot further than he has previously. Normally when you listen to Sanford, it's like him, a piano, maybe like a light drum beat in the background, but like he seems to have taken like a lot of time and effort into the production of this one. Bro, you know what's crazy? I was listening to it and there was one song where 
was singing. Like Sanford's normally like his vocals are very like raw and stripped back, but there was this like distortion, and I was thinking, what? Like I swear, yeah. What the fuck is this? Like I could, I genuinely couldn't believe like Sanford was using like distortion. Like he made the song like when you think about Sanford, you think acoustic, you think like like I said before raw, but like this was very like electronic, which was like you said he's he's making a bit of a departure from what he usually does. What did you like that or no? I can't say whether I liked it or disliked it because I suppose I only listened to it once, but it was interesting. I'll give it that. Like I need to listen to it again and like take it in properly because I guess what do you use distortion for? You use distortion for an effect to create like a sense of whatever. Like you know what I mean, but yeah. Also, like in terms of like his actual performance on it, like. He almost like raps on it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, like he's just doing a, a lot of stuff a bit different, really. And also like the drum beats on that. It's like well, the first song in particular. It's almost like drum and bass at points. And it's like there's definitely he's moving in a different direction to what he normally does. But I think the the level of artistry has just kind of gone up because it has been a long time since he last dropped something on yeah. his own. It's been like six years. Yeah, six years. Yeah, so was, she's just looking at 2017. So he's got six years to level up. That's why. Six years ago, we probably would have just seen him with a piano, just doing his thing on, like, on his own. But now, obviously, the Hackney Church shows, he was there before. How many how many people did he have as part of his band? It's like four people. There's like a drummer, like a backing vocalist on the, and then someone playing bass, I think. Mm-hmm. And then um, like throughout the show, like more people would come on and um, like more backing singers. So like, I think when he performed Without, which is like from his first EP, there was like eight people on stage. And then also like he he just seemed to be, when you think of Sanford, it's normally like quite mellow, almost like quite sad at times, but like he actually seemed to be in, enjoying himself. He was like dancing around on stage. Mm-hmm. He like did perform Gabriel, you know, like, like Garage track back in the day. He like did that, he did- um, te- I feel like I might do actually. Yeah, he did like Teardrop, Massive Attack oh, as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he just seemed to be like enjoying the music and like actually like getting. Mm-hmm involved in it a bit more than that's what i feel i feel like he can do what he wants now like he's rated in the scene so he can drop whatever he wants and people will still rate it um even when i went to the hackney the hackney church show in june like i went in and the people that like tyler the creator was there mustafa little connor my guy (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah like he's rated and people are always going to turn out for him because he just does strike and he has like one of those good like clean hearted musicians that is just in it for the music or nothing else, which I think shows more on this album than... Yeah, I, th- I think if you look at, like, even though he hasn't dropped anything for six years, like, if you look at his influence on, like, other genres and his own genre since he started, it's crazy. Like, going back to, like, Too Much with Drake, he was on More Life as well, 4422, Last Kendrick album, like, the Laurel Carner album, like, Everything he kind of like touches, it's almost like part of a classic record, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like one of the unspoken skills about with certain eyes where you can take long hiatuses, but you're never too far from the public consciousness because, like, he's on a Drake album. And if a Drake album, like, it's a Drake album, so everyone's gonna hear you, everyone's gonna listen to you. And he's on a Kendrick album. It's the same kind of thing where, like, he toes the line between like a recluse. But also, like, he keeps himself just 
teasers enough okay for people to remember him and still to gain fans or just not even gain fans just to maintain fans yeah definitely even speaking of long hiatuses are you guys a fan of slim i haven't actually like i've listened to his one with heady one and the one with m on show i actually he hasn't blown me away yet like mm. i think he's fine but like because you know he dropped that project yeah what do you think of that that did not I don't know, for for a fresh home project. Yeah, I don't know. I just wasn't. I haven't been like blown away yet by like his bars or like delivery or anything. Mm. Just like it just seems like fine. Mm. Mm. Where No, that's the kind of thing. Like I used to listen to Slim a lot before he went to prison. I remember one of like the first gigs I went to was like M Huntro in Brighton, and he brought out Slim, and it was like so like so so sick. And that was right before he went to prison. And then obviously I haven't really heard much since, but I haven't heard the new project yet myself. Mm. Yeah, um, that's so funny you said that because I literally only brought up that conversation because I went and saw M. Huncher the other day. Mm-hmm. Did he bring him up? He brought out Slim. How was, um, how was M. Huncher? It was really good, you know. I, it was at Out On It. And yeah, it's such a been. cold venue. It is. Such a cold but venue. I, I never liked Out On It before because I only went there for um, like club nights and mm-hmm. stuff and I thought it was a bit shit for them. No, it's but for up, concerts, man. it's actually a very, very good venue. It's packed. It was so packed, but yeah, the whole production of the show was good. Like it was a very good show, but I just don't think the new songs really hit. Like he kept playing a lot of the old songs, and that's when people were actually engaging like with first, him. The first M Huncher project. Yeah, from like Utopia mm-hmm. and like from Get Out, like them sort of days, like Calm Days and all of that. That's mm-hmm. when people were really engaging with him. Yeah, I just brought up Slim because I just thought like his stage presence, presence, sorry, was there. It was actually. Really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's actually missing from like quite a lot of people in UK rap. Like if you go, and I saw Larry June on t- Tuesday as well. Yeah, it was it was really like I saw him before he c- when he dropped his project with the Alchemist. They did like a joint gig together mm. in like March or whatever. This one was less good, but like he still had like a stage present. Like it's, like he could still like control the crowd. I think a lot of times if you see people from our scene live. They haven't really got that like training yet. Yeah, like they need to like, especially like people who like blow up overnight and then they get given like massive shows. Like, yeah. Sometimes you just need a bit more than just like a DJ and a mic. Like yeah. you need need to bring something else to the table. It's funny you said that because I saw um, people having just the same discussion about. Well, I think it got sparked through the Ice Spice SNL show, like the SNL performance, and they were talking about how like. Artist development today is basically non-existent. Like, like you said, artists will go from making a song in their bedroom, basically never done it, doing a live show. It goes viral, let's say like TikTok, and then now you're doing SNL, now you're doing festivals, now yeah. you're doing like you don't get that chance to start off with literally like twenty people coming to see you. Do you know who was speaking about that in a recent interview? You know, um, is it Maria the scientist? Yeah, she was literally speaking about that because obviously she had that one song that blew up. And then straight away, her uh, her team. Okay, yeah, I think yeah, they put yeah. her on stage in one of the big Rolling, Rolling Loud or something. Loud, yeah, and everyone was getting onto her for her performance because it just was not it. Yeah, that's been but a She came theme. out and was like, "I had no experience. No one trained me. I just went straight onto the stage, and that was it." But that's why a lot of these artists now they're finding it hard to revive themselves. Like, um, oh, what's her name? Is it Darko? I think it is Darko. She had that one performance. And yeah, yeah, it was darker. She had one mm-hmm. performance in um, 
Was it Yam Fest? You guys remember Yam, Yam Festival? I know, I know Yam Festival. It was a couple years ago, and they only had one thing, but the um, the sound was so shit. I haven't heard anything about her in time. Though. Yeah, but she done that one performance at Yam Festival, and everyone like just started cussing off her. That's the thing, though. I feel like as an artist, you don't. You said a minute ago, like she nobody had taught her what to do, but I feel yeah. like you don't have to be taught. Like you either get it or you don't. Yeah. But also, like if oh, you're okay. like 10, 15 years ago, like people coming out of our scene, like you'd be. The, you'd be doing grime sets, which is basically like a performance in itself. Like you're trying to like keep the mic basically and like carry on performance. So like it's kind of ingrained in you. Whereas like now everything's so like split up well, and I like I, I don't separated. Think this is, it's a thing limited to just rap. This is this is something that's universal. From you go from America to the UK to I'm pretty sure you go to France. You go to, like artists of today are just not prepared. And and I said I disagree with what Harvey said. He said it's like you just have it or you don't, basically. But no, because if I'm signed, it is the responsibility of the label. Like the label you yeah, signed, no, like true. you should be developing me. But what labels are doing now, the way the industry is going is like they don't even care about how good a performer you are or how good of an artist you are. Is have you got a buzz? Basically, have you done the work that we should be doing? And can we just come in to like put you in places? That's the thing though, labels want to sound like the complete artist now when they get it wrong as soon as they see it go viral on TikTok. But, but that's my point, yeah. it's, it's, that's the thing where it's like, it's so easy to just, okay, this artist, they're not working anymore, we'll just sign the next one, who's done all the groundwork, or we, not the groundwork because they haven't done the groundwork, but who's done the social media part, they've built their following, they've built their numbers and stuff like that, we'll just come in and you know push it or profit from it, but like I said, it's their responsibility. If you mm -hmm. sign an artist, especially nowadays, young artists, if you sign a young artist, it is your responsibility as a label, as an A&R, as whoever is their handler to, yo, let's go practice. How about, let's go to the gym, you walk for, um, you do like an hour of training where you're doing vocal exercises while walking. Like, breath control, most of these artists, they gas out when they fucking spit their bars, like, it's bad done. Like, yeah. have you tried to like walk and rap? It's hard. Yeah, yeah. It's not something you can just like, yo, get on the stage and go do it, bro. That's why people say Beyonce is the best performer oh. of our generation, because that's the kind of vocal training that she's been doing. Like, you know, like ages. the way she dances, yeah. Yeah. Have you tried to like dance and sing? Can't even walk and talk. Have you, Jesse? Of course, it's fucking impossible. <laughs> so when she's doing like backflips on a, in fucking hills and moving, and and the pitch is perfect, the vocals are perfect. Like yeah, I don't think people understand just how insane it is. Like she doesn't just walk around and sing. She's doing like an hour long set of choreography. Like she, oh, she's insane, insane. She is insane. Should we move on to nines? Move on to nines. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I have a conversation. It, it links to this kind of, what you talk about, like artists. I saw, um, I was on TikTok, I saw uh, the J-Hus tour got canceled. Oh yeah, I've seen that. And then people, I checked, um, what I do normally, I go on Twitter to see what people are saying, innit? So I went to her and I saw it was Mimi, the music blogger. She had like a thread where she yeah, was just I talking about thread. it. And then there were people in the comments talking about how, like, as a new J-Hus fan, like, it's hard for him to connect to him because he's just, like, he doesn't do shows. He doesn't do interviews. He doesn't do anything. So, like, it was that, it was that idea of, like, he has this thing of mystery. And we touched in on a... On a a podcast that didn't come out but like how you have like M. Honcho he has like the mask and the mystery that works for him in that sense 
but he is still very active. Like he does pop ups, he does engagements, he does like all that kind of stuff to connect with his fans. But on the other side, you have Jay Huss, who's meant to be one of the UK's premier artists, and he has to cancel his tour. Mm. I don't know. I'm, so I'm not going to speculate whether it's low ticket sales or what. But the fact that you have fans like actively voicing the fact that they just don't feel that connection to him, like he was gone for a long time, and I guess my question or the general discussion is like do you feel like artists today can be mysterious like you can like your music is yeah. good enough to nah. the prices were crazy though for the j-house tour yeah even like if, you, pound, if, if you look at someone like there. central c though he's kind of mysterious he doesn't do any interviews but then his fan engagement is still there i think the problem with j-house is that he he literally does nothing like Let's be honest, he put out a media album that everyone was looking forward to for the last three years. It was media, I feel like now we can say it. It's not going to be one of them albums that we all look back, back on this year and say, that was a classic. I don't think yeah. so. Anymore. I think it had good songs on that, but know. overall, yeah. like, it wasn't. You know, yeah. funny, you know um, uh, we put out the J Huss versus Pot of Paper. Uh, like yeah, I've seen that. Watched the pot no, everyone saying Pot of Paper. Pot of Paper, that album was instantly a classic. Like, to me, hands down, that was the best album to come out this year in from the rap genre. But, but that's the thing, like, is to say, like, Jay Huss is he? He's not the premier artist of the UK, but like, he's one of the most revered and loved artists. Mm. And the fact that it's not even like a you won't get any dissenting voices when someone says that his album was just not even on the same level yeah. as Pot Paper. And you know what's so annoying is that. I went to the Mercury Awards, and even though, in my opinion, and I think in a lot of the industry industry people's opinions, that this album was meaty, he was still nominated. Still nominated, and Pot of Paper wasn't. And Pot of Paper wasn't. I think we should probably preface this. Well, this is speculation, this is conjecture, because we don't actually know what's going on. But like, if you like see social media, he comes out with like the the last thing he came out, that transsexual thing. Like, he doesn't seem all there mentally, so we can't like just. I want to say slag him off. But not. he's always been like that, though. Yeah, yes. but, we, but that's the thing. We don't know, like, what he's going through. So, But in that, in that same vein, it's like, it's hard for people to, I wouldn't say have sympathy, but, like, if we don't know anything about you, we don't know what you're feeling right now, your album doesn't tell us your current state. Like, how, how do you expect fans to, like, have, like, any, like, sort of semblance of, like, what you're going yeah. through? Like, how can they relate to you? How can they understand? How can they give you that, that, that patience, that grace? It's true. I know I was telling you to do a whole sold-out O2 performance. You can do whatever. You can do pop-ups. You can just engage with your fans on Twitter. Like people like M. Huncho, they're always engaging with fans on Twitter, talking on Twitter, or Instagram, or whatever. Like there's many ways in this in this generation. Look at Central C. Like this guy doesn't hasn't done doesn't really do interviews like that yet. His fans. M- may I interrupt to say that um, he has actually uh, done an exclusive interview with Mixtape Man this week you can look at on our website. <laughs> um, bit of self-promo there, but... <laughs> no, for real. But you know what I mean, though. Yeah, like, no, he doesn't do It's interviews. very here and there. Like, it's, not, it's not consistent. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I am disappointed in Jay Huss. Like, Central Sea has scaled up. Though. Like, yeah, today he's dropped that tune. It's like that um, song with the what's it, um, K-pop guy yeah, and, yeah, the and the Kid Roy. You listen like to he's so no clear. He's so no clear. I've never listened to K-pop. But <laughs> no, I never listened to K-pop, but no, but like you can see, like that we talk about That's it bef- on the previous one. Um, you can see why he's done it. Like it's just taps into three completely different audiences who all are like top two hundred most streamed in the world. And it helps him scale internationally. <laughs> you get go into different fan bases. Like it makes sense. Like 
I'm not a massive fan of it in terms of like artistry or actual like musicality because like I think it's a bit cynical but like it does make sense like business wise to tap into K-pop is literally one of the biggest genres in the world like the the fan demand for it is crazy so as soon as they see Central Sea on that now all the fans of K-pop are going to be well onto Central Sea which just scales them up even more they're clever business people Central Sea and the team but that's kind of like touching just a little bit back on J-Hush yeah I think we also need to like get into our minds that he just might not want that. Like him as an artist might not want to be this super mega massive guy. I think he has spoken about that before about how he doesn't like touring or like yeah, performing like, live. He's not interested in like that. Certain, like certain, like no matter how much you want an artist to do something, their heart might not be in it. Like he just might not want. He might have got the opportunity to to, to do a K-pop song and he just said, "Nah, I'm not in it." Or to try and you know take on America. Just said no, like, yeah. and then what can you do then? Like, you but as a J Huss fan, I don't think anyone was asking him to do yeah, any true. of yeah. the things. When, when was the last time J Huss performed live? I don't even know. Love Box, maybe no, live three no, years ago. No, when he came out with Joe and then oh, Drake yeah. brought him out. But solo. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think it was like Love Box, like two. You know what years is? Ago. I just feel like I don't even think people really cared about that sort of stuff, like live shows and whatever. I think we already know that about J Huss. I think it was just the album. And then you did all these extra things, and now you're cancelling it on top of that. Now it's just like, do you know what I'm trying it's to say? A bit of a sticky one, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I hear that. I don't know. I still love J Huss, but. Well, in terms of meaty albums, we've had. We've had. <laughs> yeah, we've had two albums one from Nines, one from Drake, both dropping a couple weeks ago. What are people's thoughts on either of them? Well, I'll be honest. From when I heard Nines' other album earlier on this year, I have not taken in this album. I know it's in the charts, though. It's two. Number yeah, two I can remember two. Yeah. I did, a, I did a review of it for Mixtape. I gave it three out of five, I think. I think there's, like, there's a few good songs on there. I like the one with Tiggs, the author, and Mark Morrison. And I like the one with Muggs and Tunde. Um, you don't like that one. Not to kick, not down, but like, I'm kind of tired of this Jewish, Jew, Jewish thing that I. Like, Jewish, whatever. <laughs> it's like okay, I get that's your, like, that's your stick, but it's like, come on, man, you can't, every song can't be about Jewish, man. Come on, like. Um, but yeah, it's just overall, like, I kind of what I said in the review is like, I kind of respect Nice for just, just like seemingly making music for himself like doing what he wants to do because like there's no like if he was like part of like wanting to make like a big record he wouldn't have a big nasty feature on there or like, he wouldn't have like a mugs feature on there yeah, I, don't know. I, can't lie, I actually love that big nasty tune i think that's a but, but, but he did the, the bad boy uh chili crew tune that's that's a cash grab yeah but like ac- across the rest of the album, I think it's like many people he wants to work with, and like he seems to be enjoying making these crop circle films as well. Mm-hmm. Like he seems to be having a good time, which is like fair enough. But I think in terms of like quality, uh, you could probably make a good project out of like songs of crop circle two and crop circle three, but mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be two projects. I don't think. Yeah, but even like now, like with his status in like the UK music industry it's like he can do this like he can drop albums when he wants to he can focus on documentaries like people are always gonna tune in to hear what he has to say compared to like other people who have to like like 
you have to, you, they still have to impress. Like, man, yeah. this is Danny's impressing. Like, he can do whatever he wants now. It's true. It's true. I heard he wants to get into his directing vibe as well. He seems like that's the. You said he was only going to have one more project in him at the max. What, as and in this was the last project or another no, one? Uh, one more. One more, and then he's, uh, then he's out. I don't believe any rapper that says, bro, this is the last. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm never doing it again. I know, yeah. I've heard man say that too many times. <laughs> yeah. Literally. But yeah, Drake's album I haven't even heard of. I'm kind of over Drake, I'll be honest. Oh, wait, what did I listen to? I listened to the... Oh, I heard the, the Scissor one. Scissor and Sexy Red song. Yeah. 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 I listened to that song, and I was like, okay, this this is not too bad. This is kind of all right. Yeah, it's, that's a, like, like a that fun song, but then at the end, he no, like, starts singing Dog Day It's Rover, like <laughs> Florence the <laughs> Machine. Like, I can't lie, when, when Sexy Red like, started rapping, I had enough. I had to cut it off. <laughs> like I liked the ad she was doing, like the shake your ass with Jay and shake your ass with me. That was yeah. cold. That was cold. <laughs> <laughs> but then the rapper was like, she did not need to have like a verse on that. She did not need to have a verse yeah. on that. Well, Drake's on topic. Then anybody see his um his son dropped that. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah. Oh, my, oh my god. <laughs> it's a painful. I, god. Like, I actually don't care. Like his son sucks. His son, <laughs> <laughs> his son is terrible. Such a painful watch. Bro, so but like that, half that song is on the album, like, and then he released like a longer version of it. I, it's cool. Has anyone like listened to it all the way through the album? Oh, yeah. no, no, no. no I've listened to it. It's, it's not like well, it wasn't worth the time. I saw there's one song. Reviews. There's one song, AAM and Charlotte, which I liked, but that was like I, I don't know. I went into it with like quite high expectations because like I really enjoyed. The twenty yeah twenty one savage project. I thought that that was like huge. Return to form. Yeah, him yeah. back in form. Like twenty one savage seemed to have got the best out of him. And then I also like the Central C freestyle yeah, did good, on the radar. Good. I thought that was good as well. And then he teased the album with AAM and Charlotte, which I think is the best song on it. And then like the rest of the album just just doesn't seem like there's any. Like thought about it. Yeah. It just like it just seems like throwaway songs, mainly singing, which is like not my favorite version of Drake. I don't know. I feel like with Drake's last few projects, though, I say for me personally, the last Drake tape that I really took in was Certified Lover Boy. And I, I, didn't, hate, I didn't yeah, like that. I didn't, didn't love that one. And then the other ones to come after. I don't know. I just thought they weren't. You were feeling the, the no, techno? I wasn't, you know. <laughs> I just thought he was just putting stuff out there because, like, he made that point about nines. Like, he's Drake. Like, now he can just put whatever out there and he knows it's going to... To be honest, though, with, with, you know, that electronic one, the dance one, yeah, I do kind of feel bad for him because, like, he planned... He had, like, a whole rollout coming up and then Beyonce dropped yeah. Renaissance. Oh, yeah. And yeah. It, he was like, fuck, if I don't drop this now, everyone's going to think... I copied her and then I took yeah. inspiration. So he's like, nah, fuck it. Just go, whatever we got, get out. And he had a, I can't lie, there's a couple of good songs in there. Like that Massive song. Massive, I was literally oh, going to say. Such a tune. That's the thing, like, the thing with Drake is like, he's weird because he can give you, it, he's almost like a new artist now. Like, yeah, way, he's, like, he's like tapped into like the newer sound, like the Yeet song. Right, and then also he's like. He's always been like that though. Yeah, he, he always like, bring, like brings in new artists or like, Rides their wave pretty much. Yeah. It's, it's not even just that. It's like it's the inconsistency with his work. It's kind of like you expect the older eyes just to be like polished to like know what's good, what's not, yeah. how to like construct an album. But he's almost gone back to like early days where like a, a new artist. If a new artist gives you three out out of ten songs that are good on an album, you're like, okay, cool. There's something to work with. And he's back to that state where it's like 
he might give you a couple songs that you can like like but the whole album won't be what it is which yeah. is weird to think like he's at the peak of his of his powers now he's almost like he's almost, obviously he's um tied michael jackson's record for um, for most number ones but like he's almost bigger than like music now like, i saw a thing though and it was like we shouldn't be comparing artists in our time and artists in michael jackson's generation because it's completely, it's completely different, different. Yeah. like yeah. he's getting his numbers from streams it's yeah. so easy to stream music yeah. michael jackson got his numbers from physical sales people going out and buying Bro, you know, who's gonna go out this and buy a physical right yeah. now from drake like let's actually be honest uh, i think a lot of people would but but not to the extent be, yeah. of, of what michael jackson Bro, that's, I, was li- I was literally having that conversation with myself this morning where it's like like imagine this morning it's fucking cold rainy You've got work or whatever, yeah. You want me to, before I do anything, hit the shops, hit Tesco or something, I'm or hit H and V, wait in line with all the other people, yeah. buy buy an album that you have no idea what it's gonna sound like. No, it wouldn't like, happen. I'm streaming, like now I can flick through, I can see, you know, I can go on Twitter and see what people are saying. Like back then, it was literally like you're playing roulette. You yeah. go, you pick up an album, yeah. you go home, you play it, and you hope that it's good. And people would then would buy like 10, 11 albums Bro. just to support their artists. I just yeah. don't think it's fair to to compare the two now. Especially with Michael Jackson. Like, he's not even making music anymore. Yeah. Like, there has to be a cutoff point now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, obviously, like, the start, like, the starts, the starts, like, if you get a number one, you get a number one. But it's completely, like, it is obviously completely different. Like, also, like, if you look at charts now, if someone drops a project, like, if people listen to it all the way through once, like, the top 10 or top eight or whatever. It's just like the same album. So like back in the day, people would like buy singles. Like Yeah. Also, what, what is the value of a number one today? Like, like back in the day, it was like, if you had a number one album, that means you're getting the most radio spin. That means like people just know, okay, that's the best album out right now. Let's go buy that. But like, I don't, I don't see like BTS getting number one and be like, oh, I've got to go stream them. I've got to go listen to it. Like, but I guess oh, okay, that's because cool, they're, they're, they're not part of our world. But like, like it, that's their world. But like, I'm sure they have something similar. But like Taylor Swift, did she get number one recently? Mm, Probably. But that's, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't see number one and think, oh wow, I've got to go stream. I've got to go like take this person in. Like, yeah. The it's value just a of, a of the genre and audience, isn't it? It's 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 just like oh, now now to me I see it as like oh, her fans really streamed her song. Like it's not. It's not this. But then, when you look at it on the on the other side, though, it's like when an artist like Nines gets number two, we pay attention, no? But that's us. Like, I'm pretty sure people on the other side are having this, the same conversation we're having. Was like, I saw he got number two. I didn't go stream his album. Mm. Like, there's, or maybe I'm coming from a wrong starting point where I've back in the day, like getting a number one was big because it led to things, rather than now it's like you get the number one, everyone hells you, and then. I think that. it depends on what genre it is. Like, obviously, in like UK rap, if someone gets number one, it's a big deal because like it's underrepresented. Well, it has been historically, so like it's a big deal. But then, like, if you're if you're Taylor Swift, there's also the thing with like music fandom yeah. these days. Like, people are like the stand culture of like people people like actively like not really caring about the music as much, but like just supporting the artist like it's a football team or something yeah. like they will go and buy it just to support yeah to be honest, i did think of something else while you're speaking like of, like i'm pretty sure it helps 
have number ones where you go to like negotiate contracts and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. So that, of course, that's the, the especially for artists that's coming out of like the rap scene and stuff. That's like now you're proving yourself. Which is like, a shame, but for someone like Drake, that's this is purely no, like legacy now. Like yeah. this is like he just want like he fucking went and fucking bought Michael Jackson's glove and was like posting up. I hate that guy, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> bro, like, you can't pull out Michael Jackson's glove just to fucking sip some wine, bro. Like, come on, man. man. I don't care who you are. Uh, would you not do the same thing, though, if you had that much money? Yeah, but I bro, like, he's wearing it. Like, no, don't fucking wear it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, put it in a case, do something. Like, if you're going to... If you're going to wear it, like, don't, don't like, show us. No, you got to think, though, like, he... Jake... Like, people don't... I don't think people know this, but like he's like a, like he collects like yeah he's got collects the, he's got the pink pink fur jacket yeah. like memorabilia like he doesn't he have something from Tupac as he well, bought the Tupac yeah. ring yeah. Yeah. He, he bought um Pharrell's jewelry all the ice cream BBC that stuff like he bought like he's I'll be honest I don't respect Drake in the same I think Drake these days is given low key insult with how he speaks about women and all that I see I'm but like. I, I'd say I'm a Drake fan, like, but more so like up to more life. Yeah, same. Um, no, exactly the same. And, as me. and I did like her lo- her loss as well. Yeah, that's the same. But as yeah, well. the last song on this album is called Polar Opposites. It's basically like he's telling this girl she's bipolar, and it's like, what is like, yeah, what, what is this? Like, you're 36, 37. Even like, it's gonna be a dad. Yeah. Didn't he as well call out like, Rihanna? He doesn't, saying he doesn't that, yeah, yeah. She was bad in bed. Yeah. I was just like, go get no, that. Was, oh, like, I forgot what song it was and what album, but he called out. No, he's, he, talk, he um, called Serena. Williams. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was on. Yeah. And I'm big, like, this guy fucking owns Reddit. What the fuck? He, like, he doesn't give a fuck what you have to say about him. Like, and these women, they have children, they're with other people. Yeah. Like, actually, and you have a son yourself. Yeah, like, man, actually, just focus on your child. Yeah, yeah. Like, Work he clearly failed with that fucking drop. No, That's I was going to say, work on your child's musical craft. Honestly. I can't even remember how it goes. It's just awful, <laughs> man. Nah, he actually, no, he needs, like, training. He, needs he does. Instead of him just going <laughs> out and cussing I, all the time. I can't lie. If my son did that, he's, that's not coming out. That's <laughs> <laughs> no son of mine. He'll not it's drop in the that vault. with no, my name. <laughs> Ruining our legacy. Bro, exactly, bro. <laughs> bro, that's a joke. Any other projects? I don't know. Was there any other ones? Um, Jeshi project dropped today i haven't listened to it yet but i'm looking forward to that i think he's really talented and then and then also gets dropped today as well which surprised me i didn't even know gets was still making music um i I listened to it i enjoyed it gets is like probably top two for me really okay yeah interesting interesting any bad projects anyone's listened to bad projects ones that they thought just no it's not yet no, but it does seem a fitting time to talk about what we have been listening to this week, I think, personally. Yeah. Um, so, Hiba, would you like to start us off? What have I been listening to this week? Um, I don't even know what I, I've been I, I, I can start, yeah, Hili, Um Kind of talking about the hiatus stuff again. The new Thames drop. I know it came out a few weeks ago, but the new Thems drop yeah, is Yeah, so I've hard, been listening bro. to like that. I cannot really? stop listening to that tune. I haven't even heard um, it yet. And the new Georgia Smith album is called I've It Grew it. On yeah, Me. It grew on me. Yeah, I thought I to begin it with well. it was just like, it was alright, but now like, I'm hearing it a lot more. It's, it's a very good project. Um, in terms of new stuff, that's two main things I'm bopping right now. Um, I, I've been listening to Automotive Black, who I interviewed 
last week, should be coming out next week on yeah. the website. Um, I, yeah, I really like that project. It's like, he's like from Nigeria, but it's not Afrobeatsy. Well, it isn't, isn't like some songs, but it's mainly rap. Yeah. It's really good. Um, and then A2, do you remember A2? He's, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he dropped something yesterday. It's so good. Was, yeah, I really liked it. And then what else? Dexter and the news agent, her new song, been liking that. And um, has Westside Gone? His album dropped last week. I was kind of disappointed, but there's like a few good ones on there. I didn't even listen to it, so it's like, well, obviously, like his sound is like quite unique, but then like there's too many for me. There's too many trap instrumentals on there, and like that's not really his sound. It feels like. Bro, from the features, I was thinking to myself, like, where's he going? This, yeah, this exactly. Lot, like, a bit out there features. Um, but yeah, there's a few good songs on there which I enjoyed. He, yeah, he annoyed me as well. Like, I don't know if it's his fault or Theresa May, whoever the fucking, <laughs> whether she's still out there doing what she will pre-patrol, whoever it is. But like, sorry, but like, he comes to the UK but won't do a show. Like, how the fuck does that make sense? Like, if you can travel here, surely you can do a show here. Like, I remember when Chris Brown did what he did. Like, he just couldn't come here. Like Tyler Craig just couldn't come here. Yeah. But like, if you can come here, surely you can do a show. Why the fuck are you going you doing shows in Germany, bruv? Who's even in Germany? Shout out to Reason. What about you, Jesse? What have you been listening to? I've listened to quite a lot, to be honest, but uh, so yeah, I was listening to a lot of West Side Gun recently. That's why. A bit weird. I listened to the album, but a lot of Westside Gone. Um, from maybe two weeks ago, because we haven't done this in a minute. Uh, this is R and B artist called, uh, from the UK called Natanya. She dropped the EP "Sora at Sunrise." Fucking incredible! Like for a debut EP, it's actually insane. Like I'll say, like there's like artists today that just never make that kind of music. Like, established artists that won't get to that level of what she did on her first EP. It was very concise, very conceptual. Good, like, you, you get all her influences. Like, it's just it's just good. Like, it's just a good EP. Uh, what else was I listening to? Oh, this is a bit... Okay, I want to say out of there, but... I think it was TikTok. I swear to God, I always... Like, I genuinely always mention TikTok every episode, but... Um, it was this... Italian, they're, they're from Napoli. They're called Lean Genia, Genia, stuff like that. Imagine Calvin Harris, Funk Wave Bounce, uh, Tame Impala, uh, like funk, funk, like that kind of like mm. sound, yeah. But it's just so fucking good. Like it's genius. Like I'm actually so depressed that I found it after summer because like this is perfect, like beachy vibes. This is just perfect, like. Sun is hot, it's out, you go with your friends, like cruise yeah. it, like, it's just good music. Yeah. So yeah, I listened to that their album, that's from twenty twenty two. And on the way here, I was just listening to Jeezy and Lucky. Yeah. Love that. What does everyone think of um Skepta's drop, that Amy Winehouse thing? It's already been overplayed, I think. Yeah, um, definitely. I, yeah, I don't know. I prefer I obviously prefer the original Amy Winehouse one. I think it needed to be on. Don't but think anybody's gonna choose the Skepta version over the Amy Winehouse. I don't know. It feels like right now a lot of people uh, yeah, are, but, but it's just like highlighter top ravers in it. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, the, 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 like, the yeah, fluorescent yeah. night tops, like either pink or the green fluorescent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that yeah. shit right now. But again, yeah. same as nice, like, Skeps and Jammer just seem to be having, like, a sick time Fun, doing yeah. this. So, like, fair play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, playing Ibiza and stuff. Yeah. I discovered that one song they have with another singer that was a really, really good. Etta Bond. Yeah. Yeah, that one. That one was yeah, that so one's decent. Good. Yeah, I was expecting, not the same, but something similar with the Amy Winehouse one. And when I heard it, I was like... It's just a normal remix. Yeah. Sold out um, drum shirts as well in December. Really? MST oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. I've seen that. Funny enough, I saw Skepta. Like, really? Yeah, I was in um, Central. I won't bail out where his office is. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was eating some food. And I see this um, Tiffany colored Rolls Royce. Uh, Rolls Royce. Um, Rolls Royce just go past. I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't There's only one guy in the whole of the UK that has that fucking car. I was like, and he parked up. I was like, oh shit, Skepta. Did you say hi? No, I just didn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, like, what am I going to do? Like, I can't, like, it's not like a. Go up to him, shake his hand. Get, the, the get him on the podcast. Yeah, get him to come on it. Get him on the podcast for real. The funny, thing is, though, the funny thing is, though, like, I, I snapped it and I sent it to my friends. And then, um, like, he, my friend sent me, um, there's like these guys, they were going around Central doing like an interview. Yeah, I've seen I that video. That. Yeah. Like, literally that same place. That's where I saw him in it. So I'm, fr- I'm pretty sure that's where his office is. Like, he was not trying to chat. So I was like, you know what? Let me just go home and, you know? Yeah. I've seen, I've seen the car. That's cool, man. I mean, <laughs> when I see people on the street and stuff, I never, ever approach them. I think it's a bit much. It's, it's awkward, isn't it? Like, so what do you awkward. say? Just be like, you're right, bro. I'm a big fan. Well, you know, like <laughs> that, day, that day as well, like, when I was going home, you know that um, the guy from Top Boy? Uh, the one who, he's from, like, the last, the two seasons ago, the, the guy that was, like, sugar needs Money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that guy. Like I've seen him before as well. I've seen him before as well. Wait, which guy? The the sugar needs his money guy. The guy in Jamaica. Oh yeah, yeah. Bro, I, I swear, to, I see, I genuinely see him everywhere. Do you respect sugar guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I constantly see him. <laughs> right. Um, Anyone want to get off their chest? Let's talk about. This is the time for Hibber to make uh, football predictions, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the weekend's football. Our predictions will be going up on Saturday. Um, we'll be predicting with Tim Lyre, new artist. Um, and then there's some big games coming up this week. Got the Merseyside Derby, Liverpool Everton. Anyone got any thoughts on that? That'd be a Liverpool whitewash. Really? I I actually have a bit of belief It'd be in that. It'd 0-0. No, but where is it? Is that Ooh. Goodison or... No, is that Anfield? Anfield. Anfield. Oh, yeah. Okay. I got a bit of belief yeah, in that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't like you did not want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying, guys. Yeah. He's a comment. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, feel, I think Everton's midfield has got a bit more physicality in there against Liverpool's midfield. Obviously, Liverpool have the better players, but I can see a draw, maybe. And the other game that really makes sense to talk about is Chelsea Arsenal, I think. Yeah. Chelsea Arsenal. Sure Jesse has something to say on that. Not really. Like, okay, maybe I'm like most a lot of Arsenal fans are confident. A lot of Chelsea fans are confident as well. It's very weird. Like I, I think it's gonna be a very tight match. It'll, like Chelsea are not as bad as people think. They're not the same team. They've kind of turned the cor- turned the corner recently. Arsenal will win yeah. though. Arsenal will win. Chelsea, they've kind of turned oh, the corner. I think Kai Havertz. Like, <laughs> nothing. Um, you think Chelsea will win or Arsenal? Arsenal will win easy. To be honest, our record at Stamford Bridge is like it's weirdly good. Like we haven't lost. Well, I think we know we've won, we've lost one in the last six, which is you don't really think of Arsenal going and like yeah, because back like ten years ago you used to get bad oh. like the six now. 
Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I kind of I feel like it's going to be a weekend of the underdogs. I think Chelsea might might make something there. We've Bournemouth got Chelsea Bournemouth fans. Yeah, disclaimer. constant underdog. Um, we got Wolves must win. I'd say. I feel like if we don't win, our manager might get in the sack. No wins yet in the Premier that. League. He's. It seems like it seems like a good guy. It seems like he's got a good philosophy, but it's almost like wrong place, wrong time, mm. kind of thing. But hopefully we get a win because he seems like seems like the players like him. But I don't know. I feel like we're trying to play too too high intensity football. We haven't got the players for it. Yeah, no, I hear that. I hear that. What about you? Obviously, a Brighton fan, Man City on the weekend. Man How are you City feeling? Away. Not too confident. If they still didn't have Rodri, I think we could get something out of it. But I think Rodri being back in the side is a bit of a game changer. Um, I, I really don't know which way it's going to go. I would imagine Man City will win, but I think we'll give them a good game. Yeah, I, yeah, I like Brighton. I think they play good stuff. So it should be a good game. Also, it feels like the Zerbi's almost being like, touted as the next City manager. Bro, he's so good. He's so good. Jesse's just a hater, though. <laughs> you hate, I swear you just hate Brighton. I like Brighton. What, what are you talking Deserby? about? I like Deserby. He's you good. like Deserby? He's good. No, but like, let's, let's, be, let's be real. Like I said last time, when at the end of the season, where are Brian going to be? They're not going to be first. No, like, obviously not. That's the thing. Like, get so how can you be first with a, like, Brian realistically, a, a mile no, behind still? But that's like. the point, though. Like, your PR is, wow, this team is so good. It's incredible. It's kind of the same as, like, Tottenham. It's good because it's meant to be underrated, isn't it? Like, yeah, but it's like, yeah, like, but we need, to, we need to be guided because there'll be games where, like, you guys lose. Mm-hmm. And play badly, but it won't be publicized. But that's not listen, Brian. For what Brian are and, and what they've done, like I can't, I can't, like I can't say anything bad about them. Like it's, it's a great story, great team. Mm-hmm. And bro, I like I like the players as well. Like that Belieber kid, I think he's gonna be a board. Bro, bro he's gonna bro. bro he's first, nineteen. You see how he held match, that midfield first match against Liverpool, and you're balling out like that. Yeah. Should yeah, the Kaiseido replacement, bro? We sell one yeah. for 115 million. We so buy yeah, another one. So good, the transfer market. Um, but yeah, so our predictions will be out to, on Saturday, if you're listening to this, on Friday, um, against Tim Lyre. Anyone else got anything coming up on the website they want to talk about? I've got quite a few things, but like, I need to actually do them before. Yeah, we have a Rooted <laughs> Steps. Yeah, that should very, be coming very, out very soon. soon. That m- probably might be our last Rooted of the year. Um, obviously, if you haven't watched the rest of them, Notes did one very recently. Jimmy was a very good one as well. Um, oh, and we have a new website design, hopefully, very soon as well. Yeah, I've got... <laughs> <laughs> that we've all been waiting on for years. <laughs> <laughs> i got two interviews coming out. I have one might come out today or next week. One with Nipper and one with Odomo the Black. So, Regular yeah, artists. check out those when they drop. Harvey? Mm. Harvey's traveling. He's in our world tour. No, next <laughs> month. Next month world tour. Um, but, uh, working on a little something with Overmono right now, um, but I'll be out next week. Um, and then the one with Officer. He's got a new project out soon. Um, so we're exploring the Irish roots with uh, the Officer interview. Um, but yeah, that's me. I've got um, interview with uh, Richie Ellisy. That should be dropping soon. Uh, I love that song. The I don't know what yeah. I've got another interview with an 
artists, Ote artists from Nigeria called Samadino. That should be dropping soon. Then I've got another interview, a bit different, with, not with Bape, but with the people at Bape. That should be dropping soon as well. So yeah, that. I've got a lot. I've Content lot. to feed everyone's needs. Exactly. It? Literally. Well, thanks for listening, guys. That was, with that being said, um, like, comment, Actually. subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> that being said. With that being said, see you later. Ha <laughs> <laughs>